Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. Hey guys, we're happy you join us on the September 29th Cup of Coffee edition of the Nickish Show. You got your boys Mo and Nafi up here in the morning to start days to talk about the NBA. See my man right now looking a little tired at the start of his day, but how you feeling, man? What's going on? Um, I'm feeling exactly as I look, tired. So I see you sipping on that cup of coffee. Yeah. I did my first cup, I need a second, but uh, on, other than that, Everything's alright, I guess. I mean, we was just talking offline that like fucking both our respective jobs got us, got us on the chokehold right now. Yeah. But um, you know that's that's good for us. That's good for good content because like right now this hoops talk is about to be the perfect escape. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's that's why we do it, especially since those who have been following us for the last two years are really used to a weekly episode. But we we turn this shit into what four times a week now we got two morning cup of coffees you can expect those tuesdays and fridays we got the sunday edition which is our standard podcast episode hour hour and a half long and now we got the brand new nickish at night segment that Mm -hmm. we're starting off this wednesday september 30th we got a special guest for that one uh so make sure you you keep an eye out for it we'll be we'll be posting more about it as it as it gets closer i was about to say bro we got our name is Nickish. We got Nickish at night. I just hope like uh, there's ain't a lawyer out there that's like uh, <laughs> consume any of our content <laughs> and try to come after us. That that yo, uh, that's the double one because Nickish isn't. <laughs> we could get caught for Nickish too. <laughs> caught? <laughs> Shut up. We're not. We're not doing anything wrong. Like, uh, well, remember the, the the blackish guy actually pays us. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? You're to, right. <laughs> to use blackish. You know what I mean? You're right. So. I forgot his name. I was watching his whole episode or his whole show on Netflix, Black AF. Uh, fuck, man, what's his name? Kenya Barris. Okay, that that name, Kenya. Yes, Kenya yes. Barris. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's his name. That's his name. Um, yeah, good dude, good dude. You know, dude, his lawyers. Yeah. We'll talk to our people. Our people talk to the people. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Nickelodeon, obviously, we got we got the ties with. They've been. I on mean, what was the you know? I mean, Nick ish at night. You know, it's not not like Nickelodeon got a a, a fucking monopoly on the word night. Yeah. And I <laughs> totally created our own font for that. That was our own design, 100%, never never before seen. Yeah. But all right, all right, enough about uh the inside little inside stuff, you know, behind the scenes stuff we're talking right now. We, uh, we're here to obviously talk hoops this early in the morning. Um, Big news yesterday, um, obviously. You want to touch on that for our listeners? Sure. I mean, it was probably big news after a while. Came as a shocker for some not not so much for others, but the L.A. Clippers coach, Doc Rivers, was fired after, shoot, how many years was that? He was there for, for the Lop City days. We're, we're talking a while About back. About seven years. Seven years, I yeah. think, yeah. yeah. I want to say till, since 2013, maybe <clears throat> possibly 2014. This, is, this comes off the Western Conference Finals loss against the Denver Nuggets. And underwhelming performances by his star players, uh, Doc Rivers takes the heat and loses his job over it. So, 
again, some people might be, sh some people were shocked. I was pretty shocked that a guy of Doc Rivers's pedigree was fired after that, um, especially when his star players weren't weren't performing. You know, that's not that shouldn't go entirely on him. But at, as head coaches go, that's the job. You know, they're the fall guys mm -hmm. for anything and everything when it comes to the lack of production for players. So, in that in that sense, it's not that surprising. But you know, what, what was your take yeah, on it? Um, I was just gonna say, moreover, like Doc's biggest reputation is not obviously he knows his exes and knows he's a tactical coach, man at the championship, right? But obviously his biggest hallmark has been like he's he's the guy that'll unite a locker room. You know what I mean? He was famously known for like coining the term was it Ubuntu or whatever for the Boston Celtics locker room, getting those guys to really like acquiesce within like one off season in training camp and become a championship team overnight. You know what I mean? So he was known for that, you know, like being the unifier in the, in the locker room. And then what do we hear trickle out as soon as, like, the Clippers just got, like, you know, 3 one and just got the fuck out of here? Like, soon, the last, the, the first thing we heard was just, like, locker room issues, you know, like, um, people pointing pointing fingers, just, like, it sounded like everybody hated each other. Or everybody hated PG more so. And a guy like Doc Rivers, he's the coach, he's supposed to hold that all together, you know what I mean? And obviously it didn't happen. I think another thing that plays into it is obviously just, um, you know, it's another 3-1 kind of deficit. He just, or like not even, if he was up 3-1, they got eliminated. Just like a couple years back, mm -hmm. Clippers were up 3-1 on the Rockets. Remember that? Josh yep. Smith went nuts from three. He was out of there. So I think with this 2-3-1 kind of stains on his record, Doc had to kind of, you know, it was time for a new voice, I think. Um, any any idea who you think Clippers going to go with to replace him? I mean, we might see the second coming of a certain head coach, possibly. Um, if you think back to 2016, when a certain superstar player came back home to play and the first coach didn't do so well and was fired, another another coach stepped up and really took the team to the next level and won the NBA championship. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Ty Lu. And I think his name has popped up a number of times when, when head coaching vacancies came up. Ty Lue might be the perfect guy to do this. Um, right now they have PG and Kawhi Leonard. When you think back to LeBron and Kyrie, they were in a similar situation where they underperformed. They did make it to the NBA Finals, though. They did come. They did go you know, toe-to-toe -to -toe with the legendary Golden State Warriors team. But it is a similar situation, I think. Ty Lue has been overdue for a head coaching job, especially with, with the fire job he did with the Cavs a couple years back. So I think right now with all the vacancies or all the potential head coaches available, Ty Lue might be the best option. I know Jeff Van Gundy's name was thrown in there, but I don't know if Jeff Van Gundy I would feel, bro. I don't even know what connection. I, he has I have no idea. Either. He <laughs> at this point, Jeff, you know, Jeff Van Gundy's <laughs> connected to every head coaching vacancy for some reason, especially if it's a, an an LA team or a New York team. But I don't think yeah. I don't think it's been way too long for him since he's coached that I think Ty Lue would just be the better option. Yeah, but I also saw another perspective interesting enough, which is like. What if they just need a new voice, period? Like, what if West and Balmer are thinking, like, they just need a new voice? And Ty Lue, obviously, you, you spoke to his accolades as a coach, but he is a Doc Rivers disciple. He was in the locker room. He was his lead assistant. So I kind of see that angle, too, um, from spectators. And I think it was reporters, like, plugged into the Clippers, just saying um, part of thinking of the front office might be, oh, they just need a new voice, a new leader to kind of unite this group. And yeah, Ty Lue, he's only really been there for a year, but like I just said, he is a Doc Rivers disciple. You know, like he learned his coaching chops under Doc Rivers for a multitude number of years, you know. 
Um, but yeah, I definitely think that's just the most natural fit. Obviously, Tyler Lue knows how to kind of get through the stars. Like famously with obviously the Cleveland situation, when he took over, you know, he went to Kyrie and he said, hey, LeBron's going to be a point guard basically and playmaker. What I need you to do is just score your ass off. You know what I mean? Just embrace the role of being the designated scorer on the team and don't worry too much about being the pure point guard. And then we saw what happened, right? Like it just worked. Um, it, it just worked like uh, beautifully, especially in that 2016 series. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I just, I'm still thrown off by Jeff Van Gundy being thrown in. I mean, to your point, he gets mentioned with all these teams, but has he has has he had an official interview like at all in the last couple of years? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. You know. Yeah, I mean, who knew that like coaching the Olympic C team wouldn't just like have mm-hmm. interviews lined up for you like yeah. that? You know what I mean? But hey, uh, Jeff Van Gundy's near and dear to all Knicks fans' hearts. I mean, so you know, best of luck to him. You know, after <laughs> what you said, what other names do you think the Clippers might consider right now? If you think that they might go for the approach of a new a new voice, who else is available really at this point? I mean, you got Nate McMillan out there. I've always been thinking he was a solid coach. Was he but PG's he coach Kobe, in Indiana? Coach. Was he there when? In, or was that just Frank Vogel? Um, what do you mean at Indiana? Did Nate McMillan ever coach Paul George? Um, he actually did. I think he was a lead assistant Frank Vogel's last year. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, PG got traded in 2017, right? I think that was that same year they fired Vogel. And then McMillan, similar to Ty Lue, he got upgraded from lead assistant to uh, a full-time coach. And to be honest, he did pretty well. Like Nate McMillan, just looking at his record, he's almost always producing like solid seasons, uh, like knocking on the door of 50 wins with, with his teams. You know, like I think it was like two straight years Indiana had 48 wins. You know what I mean? We saw how they developed over there, but one can – wonder whether he's a championship coach because we've that's never really thing, seen right? Nate McMillan yeah. under those bright lights you know mm-hmm. so that's a name out there Mike D'Antoni I feel like is another big name but I think he's been more so connected with um the Sixers I believe it is and yeah. even the Pacers going back a couple weeks you know I've heard a lot about that so I don't know it's interesting this is um you know we I think people kind of Yesterday was like some reactionary takes. How like, oh, Yo, you know, it's um was... a big time team just firing their coach like this. They got big free agents. How are they going to acquiesce? Didn't we just see this with the Lakers? Yeah, they just fired their coach last year. Got a big time free agent and had a whole new team. And then now they're about to be in the finals. Right. It happens. This is this is what the NBA is like. And then people are throwing shots at Kawhi. Like, oh, you know, he's uh, he used his leverage and now look what happened. I was like, bro, he he did the clutch playbook. Like, this is what LeBron does mm-hmm. all the time. Use yeah. his leverage, get a star player, and then take a short-term deal to hold that leverage, you know? So, exactly. damn right the Clippers are going to go out and get the best, you know, coach that they possibly can because Kawhi's a free agent after this next season. Yeah. <laughs> PG, too. Yeah, they might, they might def- they're definitely going to try to make one extra move to get probably a solid point guard after this. Um, when, you, when you said the word reactionary, I thought you were talking about Nick's Twitter for a sec where – People once again brought up Tom uh, Tom Thibodeau as as a coaching gig, and you know they really made a point. They, not that they made a point, but their main point was that the Knicks apparently rushed it, and they probably should have waited a little longer for a coaching vacancy or a coach to be fired the way Doc Rivers was. But like that's that's such a dumb take. Like why that's a loser mentality it really to is. wait for other teams to make their decisions for you to make your decisions. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, and then people say we rushed it. Mark Berman said in an article yesterday it was an eight week search. 
eight weeks is in Russia, rushing it, and we interviewed mad candidates that you and I have never heard of. Mm-hmm. Jamal Mosley, um, some of those random Spurs I was, assistants. I was about to say, I'm surprised you remember their names. I just remember Jamal Mosley because he was like so out of left field, and you look him up. He's like, oh, okay, he's he worked on Carlisle for a number of years. He's got some player development um, kind of yeah, stuff on his resume. The assumption that Doc Rivers would automatically be interested in Nick's head coaching job is such bullshit because you think back to the reason why he left Boston in the first place was because he was trying to avoid the whole development stage, especially when they were at the bottom of where they ever were. And look at that. <laughs> Ironically enough, Boston has been to the conference exactly. finals way more mm-hmm. <laughs> than the Clippers. But yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, no, no, that, that's just that's that's the point, you know. So obviously, Doc Rivers would not have wanted to join the Knicks. And honest, honestly, if Tom Thibodeau were still available, I think he would have been the highest choice for the Clippers at this point. Like he would be their best prospect to be the head coaching job. He fits exactly what they would want—a flashy yet you know experienced head coach who's done the job before and made it to the at least the the conference finals with his teams yeah. i think he would have gotten the la clippers job we would have lost out Thibodeau at some point we've got we have ended up with fucking what was his name jamal mosley and that was it yeah and we call it a day yeah we i mean not that there's anything wrong with jamal mosley but it's like yeah there's a difference between like a new first time head coach and a dude with a track record and obviously to your point tibbs track record would probably have been mad appealing to all these vacancies right now mm-hmm. And then, like, I, I didn't see it myself, like, Knicks fans crumbling about Doc Rivers possibly being our coach. But that doesn't even make any sense. Like, one, like, yeah, he's not going to come to another rebuild. And then, like, where is the connection otherwise? Like, is it because Doc Rivers was once a Nick? Once a Nick, always a Nick? Like, I know we preach that motto or the franchise preaches that motto, but come on now. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Tibbs qualifies, doesn't he? He was part of the 90s Knicks. You know what I mean? So, I'm happy with who we got. Um, best of luck to these teams looking for coaches. You know what I mean? It's it's real messy out here, but I'm glad we don't gotta compete with all these teams. You know what I mean? That's one of the plus sides of being so trash <laughs> and not being in the bubble. You know. But uh, yeah, I mean, going off of that, let we just spoke a little bit about, about the Clippers. We know the team that sent them home actually just got sent home themselves. How you feel about LeBron James making his tenth? finals appearance you know as much as we like to clown on lebron james at times the man is a legend he is arguably the second best player of all time and 10th you know ninth finals out of 10 years that's unprecedented and i'm happy they made the finals i think these are moments that fans don't always get these legendary historic moments and i think it's it's awesome to see lebron james and kind of grow up and watching him play and see mm-hmm. the levels that he's been able to attain. Because again, this this shit isn't guaranteed. It doesn't. It's once in a generation. And I'm glad that LeBron James with the L. A. Lakers was able to make it to the NBA Finals. And if he wins a championship, I'm cool with that too. Honestly, um, at this point, just let let him get. I mean, if he gets his fourth ring, let him just add on to his legacy. Let us continue to witness <laughs> history. Because also, again, the Miami Heat. I don't know how many people really expect them to make it out of this in five games, but. You know, what are your what were your what were your initial thoughts? Well, we'll get into the prediction yeah. game. We'll get into Miami, but um, yeah. I mean, I said I, I was probably more of an anti-LeBron guy than you were, and then um, similar to your point, you know, just getting at peace with his success. That was me once, like he took over in Miami and just became like that basketball cyborg, one two in a row. I was like, all right, you can't really quibble with this dude. Then we saw what happened with three one, right? So like, the legend continues, right? We 
me being not the biggest LeBron fan won't keep me from giving him the props that he's due. You know what I mean? Like 10 finals appearances, I think that's third most all time to, uh, what were the names? Russell and Kareem possibly. I don't know. They showed the names on the, on the, um, big screen on, uh, the game itself. But, um, yeah, that's his history in the making 17 season, um, major, you know, major, especially for the Lakers. I was like, it's so weird because I'm so anti-LeBron, but I got such a fond kind of feeling towards the Lakers franchise in general. Obviously, the Kobe connection. And thinking back to just like a decade ago, the last time they were in the finals, they won it. You know what I mean? So, like, I'll be at peace if they win just because, like, okay, this is... It's it, it's for Kobe's memory. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I mean, I also want to give credit to the Denver Nuggets. You know what I mean? Like, they were last year the youngest team ever to win the, the second seed or something and then youngest team to probably make the conference finals and now they're then they just you know lost to what many would consider the the favorites to be the champions this year right and you know they got a bright future ahead of them so like if jamal murray can carry over this bubble magic you know like denver is going to be all right you know and hopefully michael porter jr like his offensive progression is going to be there but hopefully his defense like comes along as well but yeah i just wanted to briefly kind of give those guys the credit as well you know what i mean definitely yeah and then you got Jokic, of course who made it to the next level and it's exciting to see how how they're going to perform next season you expect them to try to keep most of the team together of course there's jeremy grant who might have the best option or may um, has the biggest possibility of leaving the team because so many players are going to come after him he did reject his player option so i think he's gonna be a free agent officially um, yeah, and I saw folks saying, reporters saying he might get 14 to 16 mil. Yeah. So, yo, good for Jeremy, man. Yeah. Shit. A lot of people forget he was on those process tanking Sixers, and then they traded him away. So, to see what he's become. I mean, that just speaks to, like, Denver's culture of, like, player development. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to fucking have people talk about the Knicks like that in a year or two, you know? Since we are a Knicks podcast, we got to kind of sprinkle that in there sure. every bit. Um, and then you got the Miami Heat, who beat the Boston Celtics, which I don't, I definitely didn't expect. If you go back to our episode when we predicted who's going to come out of this, I, I said the Celtics. I believe you said the Celtics, but I'm not positive. No, no, no. I said Miami. Never mind then. <laughs> don't, don't, don't <laughs> rain on my parade. I'm happy, bro. Jimmy, woo! I'm, I'm here talking shit again. Yeah, I had a brief Jimmy Butler rant a couple weeks back i'm gonna keep it a brief again but goddamn jimmy was fucking right you know what i mean and then i saw a quote come out from wiggins of all people yesterday talking about how much he loved jimmy as a teammate how like he was he was not surprised by any of this and to me that just like okay exhibit a again the prime culprit for minnesota going left was cat you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like cat wasn't fucking with jimmy cat wasn't fucking with tibbs and then they're both out of there tibbs took over another franchise jimmy's in the finals cats at home playing Fortnite, you know that's just my little my little take on that because goddamn miami like hold up before we even talk about that underrated storyline or not even underrated but the big storyline here is obviously lebron versus pat riley right you remember pat riley when lebron left he was just like lebron's gonna regret it forever you know what mm-hmm. i mean yada 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 um, and he made it his mission to just build Miami into a contender in spite of LeBron, and now they're in the finals. That's a juicy storyline, bro. Before we oh, get yeah. into predictions, what's what's your take on that whole situation? I mean, when it comes to Pat Riley, everybody knows that he's born-bred a winner, a legend, <laughs> one of the greatest NBA faces 
in history. After all the success he's attained with all these various teams and number of championships he was able to win, he's done it at the highest level on a multiple on like different situations. He's worn different hats. His distaste for LeBron James' success is definitely going to be juicy. It's going to be nice to see him going against the Lakers. Uh, I can't remember a time when the Lakers faced off against the Heat. Uh, this this is a rivalry that you might not have ever expected to ever come in to play. Lakers. I know versus- Stephen A. Smith has been dying for this finals matchup. He's so tight. You see him, they had him on SportsCenter at midnight after his son looks so mad. He's just like, I've been wanting these finals for years, and now we have it, and we can't go anywhere. <laughs> 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 that would be dope, oh, though, if you're able to be a, a reporter who gets to travel between Florida and, and L.A., but fuck those guys. Who cares? It's just funny as hell, bro. Yeah. Like, it trickled down. Not It trickled up to uh, Stephen A. Smith. I saw small-time reporters talking like this, and now Stephen A. Smith just looked depressed. Like, they had him on Sports Center, bro. I swear to God, it looked like somebody shot his dog. <laughs> he was that pissed he couldn't, like, club in Miami and club in L.A. Nah, fuck, fuck Stephen <laughs> A., though. He's, days. he's just a whole character. That's definitely all just for show. But, um... <laughs> yeah, to go back to the Riley thing, I, uh, my biggest thing is... I don't even think the animosity is just towards Riley now. He's here now. You know what I mean? Like, par- like obviously, there's pride in it. Like, oh, okay, we got here in spite of LeBron. But I think LeBron being, we know him now as he's a petty character. You know what I mean? Like, he holds, he he has certain internal motivating factors that he keeps to himself, and he'll bring it up. Like, a couple years back, remember when he was saying after, um, I think he, I was either after 3-1 or before three months, he was just like, the only thing I'm chasing right now is a ghost. You know what I mean? A.K.A. Michael Jordan. You know, he'll, he'll say vague shit like that. And I know Shaq was on TNT. He said, like, the Lakers have been wanting Miami. And to me, that speaks to just, like, LeBron just being like, yo, I want to I wanna just sun Pat Riley. But I want to talk about the other option. If, Pat, if Miami wins, Pat Riley will join the Golden State Warriors as, like, probably the only two entities to really get one up on LeBron. You know what I mean? Like... The Golden State Warriors sunned, like, LeBron, obviously, in the finals. Pat Riley, not only did he sign LeBron and convince him to join his franchise, but if he were to, like, build his team and then squash LeBron's effort for a fourth ring, especially in Miami. Remember when LeBron came into Pat Riley and he demanded his supposed to get out, and Pat Riley was like, yo, get the fuck out of my office. You know what I mean? He's... He's not taking any of LeBron's shit, you know, and I was, I remember reporters saying that was one of the main reasons why LeBron left Miami. It was just like the culture was too stringent, you know what I mean? He could have run shit his way. He couldn't, he couldn't be GM LeBron basically because Pat Riley was there. So my thinking is if Pat, if Miami wins this, Pat Riley is going to be one of those, one of the only two entities to just always get one over on LeBron, you know what I mean? I do want to add one more team to that, and that's the Spurs. I mean, my thing... Yeah, I because mean, because Cleveland did, did beat the Warriors, but the Warriors also beat Cleveland more times. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Spurs beat the – I was thinking just because like, in Miami they were 1-1 in the finals, but mm-hmm. then I forgot, like, Cleveland. So, yeah, you're right, the Spurs. Yeah. Okay, so Spurs. So two franchises that are known for winning and Pat motherfucking Riley. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm – I know it's like as Knicks fans, you know, Pat Riley has a history with the Knicks. You know, he was a snake. He motherfucking snaked his way out of here. And there's a lot of Knicks fans that still hold that grudge, mm-hmm. but all right. So let, when it comes down to predictions, right between the Miami Heat and the Lakers, what's your what's your call? My heart says Miami. I'm gonna go with uh, Lakers and six. The p- the pussy prediction. What about you? <laughs> all right. Then in that case, I'll say Lakers and five. <laughs> <laughs> 
the cowardly prediction, I mean, to get more proper terms. But, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I just, uh, I mean, this is going to be a test to see how well the Lakers can keep up with, with three-point shooting. And it won't be too far from last year. No, no, never mind. Um, the Lakers are very top-heavy on this, and that's the main difference yeah. between them and Miami Heat because the Miami Heat are, are a very deep team and very strong three-point shooting team. And if they're able to just contain one of LeBron or Anthony Davis, that might be their only fighting chance. But the en- at the end of the day, the two best players on the court are both on one team. And it's not, yeah. it's not and with the Miami Heat. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of lineups Frank Vogel puts out there. Because you saw Miami, they've just been they're like similar to how Dallas in 2011 just like made the zone theirs. Miami's just made the zone theirs in the bubble. So if, if Frank Vogel decides to just start Dwight again, that might be problematic. You know what I mean? You can't have like that lack of spacing against his own defense, even in spite of having LeBron and AD. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting. And also just like the the kind of variety of defenders LeBron's going to be seeing. He's going he's gonna to have Jimmy, Jay Crowder, as much of a punchline as he is. Iggy's there now. You know what I mean? They even might dust off Solomon Hill to just come in and do six hard fouls on LeBron. You know what I mean? It's, it's interesting things all around. Um I'm interested to see just the Bam AD matchup. You know, two Kentucky like multifaceted bigs. Obviously, we saw Jokic and and AD matchup, and AD will get his regardless because he's a top three player, inarguably. But I think Bam athletically matches up better with AD than Jokic did. We see Bam pretty much defend positions one through five here and there all throughout the season. Great passer. He was out there. I saw a meme or on Twitter. It was just like. You ever see that picture of James Harden look just mad shocked? You know, like his eyes just bugging out. Uh-huh. And then the and the caption was just like Daniel Tice when he saw Bam start tripping like a point guard. <laughs> <laughs> That's rare, you know what yeah. I mean? So like, it's gonna be interesting because I don't I don't think LA has an answer for Bam. They could put AD on him. They could probably go go small, quote unquote, with AD at the five. But it's gonna be interesting. And then Jimmy, he kind of took us a backseat offensively in that last series, but he's gonna need to really be that guy, be the alpha this season, you know? And he's going to have to check LeBron here and there. So I'm rooting for Miami. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick L.A. to win as, as a prediction, but I'm going to root for Miami. Sorry, I'm in the middle of eating. <laughs> we got Bre- Breakfast with your cup of coffee? Past- wow. How authentic. Because <laughs> um, we got work starting in a couple of minutes right now, so we're going to start wrap up this episode, but... I agree with everything you're saying. I think the Bam and AD uh, matchup is going to be really interesting. They're only uh, Bam's six nine, AD six ten, so they're very close in size, and and how they play stylistic stylistically to a certain point. So there's going to be def- there's definitely going to be nerves on both sides. This is AD finally reaching his potential, making it to the NBA Finals versus mm. you know being a yeah, first I saw round you exit that from our account. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and like it's it's going to be interesting to see how. He decides to perform. Does he? Does the pressure bog down on him, or does he take it to that next level? My prediction is going to take it to the next level because, especially when it's in a bubble playoffs, you don't, you don't really feel that same kind of pressure being in the NBA Finals as you normally would have. But we're going to see that. We're going to see a lot of young players on the Miami Heat making it to this level for the first time, including Jimmy Butler, really a top to bottom, except for Eric Spolstra and probably Udonis Haslam, who's still on the team, <laughs> and um, basically an assistant coach. Basically, now, yeah. I mean. <laughs> it's it's a nice story, but I think that story's gonna get crushed by LA in five games. LeBron's gonna, LeBron and AD uh, are gonna take it to that next level, and 
I don't know, bro. Like, I mean, LA's been a bus stop, but Miami's been a machine. You know what I mean? This playoffs. Um, and yeah, the bubble obviously plays a factor, but they're they're still in the bubble, right? You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see. You know. Um, and shout just, out real quick, my bad. Uh, shout out to Tyler yeah, Hero yeah. again. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it last last episode after he dropped thirty seven points, but we we've been underrating him for a long time and we i mean i i i, 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 I said he he's nice remind me of devin booker ain't no we okay so never mind then. that i think we did talk about this last <laughs> episode dub that never mind tyler hero shout out to you for dropping for for playing so well this bubble yeah yo balling out of his mind mm-hmm. you know what i mean um duncan robinson obviously a nice story he's one of the best shooters in the fucking league now with his two first names it's kind of crazy hmm. So that just speaks to Spo. You know, I was two reading, last names. Actually. I should two send you this article, names, but the ringer. Yeah, go ahead. You about to say something. Duncan Robinson got two last names. Two first names, two last names. Either way, just like a white name. So, like honestly, it, it's not like a Marvel, like MCU ass character. Peter Parker, Steve Rogers, Duncan Robinson. You know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like yeah, my point with him was just like the ringer had a cool article about just like the kind of work and in depth kind of attention Spolster paid to Duncan Robinson for the last two years to get him to this point. It's like exactly what you want from player development in a nutshell. And you read this article, you're like, oh my god, I can't wait! Like in two years for people to like create similar articles about one of our young players and Johnny Bryant or Kenny Payne. You know what I mean? Like. Wishful thinking, but yeah, I mean, if you want to put a bow on this episode, we are kind of getting on, getting to that time. Yep. We got real life obligations, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we thank you guys for listening to this special cup of coffee edition of the Nickish Show. Look out for our first edition or first ever segment of Nickish at Night coming tomorrow, Wednesday, September thirtieth at eight p.m. Only on Sportscaster, so keep an eye out mm-hmm. for it. Um, Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all at Nickish Show. And yes, sir. yeah, shoot us a DM. We're we're looking for more and more guests to join us every Wednesday to talk anything about basketball, anything that you want. Nafi and I are here to talk about it. Whether it's yes, the sir. upcoming yes, draft, sir. whether it's Jordan versus LeBron, whether it's the Lakers, whether it's the Heat, whether it's the Knicks, it doesn't matter. If it's basketball related, we're down to talk about it. So. Come on to our show, shoot us a DM if you're interested, and we'll schedule something out. Uh, in any case, we hope the rest of your day goes by well on this September 29th, and we hope you guys stay safe, stay smart, wear a mask, and register to vote. We're only we're only days away at this point, it feels like, for the next election. So that's important. Make sure you register to vote. If you're not sure, if you're 100% registered, vote dot, go on vote.org and just submit your information. It takes 10 seconds to know if you're good. And, and if you're not, just register right there. Yeah, and don't be afraid of mail-in your ballots either. Don't let the Trump propaganda lead you to believe that mail, mail-in voting is fraudulent because the numbers will not bear that out, factually speaking. But, yeah, st- stay tuned. We are Nickish at night coming. As my partner said, Sportscaster. So those that are kind of uh, new to it, it's just download the app, get on there, and you talk, talk shit about any kind of sport you want to talk about. You know what I mean? Like... Um, if you've been listening to us all this time and you've got quibbles with what we what we say, now is not your time to step into the arena and you know call us on our bullshit. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, otherwise stay safe out there, be easy, and um, until next time, peace. Peace.